I could be brown. <laughs> <laughs> I could be blue. I could be violet skies. I could be red. I could be purple. I could be anything you like. I, I could be brown. brown. <laughs> okay. All Hi, right. Guys. Hello. <laughs> Oh my god, the just looking at this thing. Yeah, it's it, just it, it looks so loud. Sorry, yeah. headphone listeners. I might cut that out. But hello, Hi. welcome back to another episode of Wanna Match Podcast hello. <laughs> with Emily and Sydney. I'm Emily. I'm Sydney. Yeah, and so get to know our voices because we're about to take you through some journeys of things. And Sydney doesn't know what I'm talking about. And I don't know what Sydney's talking about. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. And we're going to be under an influence soon after you hear a transition noise. Okay, should we jump right into what we're doing this week? I'm a little scared because... Me too. Because honestly, this one is a little off the cuff for me. Me too. I feel like this was a very big departure from what some people might think I would do. What does that even mean? I don't. <laughs> we recorded one of these. Yeah, like I when I imagine yours, I imagine scientific method. Also, did you see that I put a chopstick in this plant? <laughs> okay, for anyone who has never been in Emily's office where we're filming this, I'll put a picture up on the Instagram. Yeah, there's a plant <laughs> hanging from a command hook up there by like a window that it's emily really has sad. put a chop why did you want a chopstick in so it would grow up the chopstick yeah so it's hedera ivy okay the, for my yep. plant friends i know exactly what that is <laughs> yeah no i don't <laughs> um and i thought it was sad because it couldn't climb anything um it's not sad, no but... i think it just needs some actual sunlight it's pretty out of the way of any direct sun is that a plant that needs direct sun nope not that mm. I know of. I'm going to get ripped apart. To be like, I know. Yes, you do. How dare so. you not know anything about the plant? People are coming for you. Hedera's <laughs> thrives in lava. <laughs> you actually need a certain Himalayan yeah. salt for that. God. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. Okay. Everyone chill Though out. It's a plant in progress. <laughs> yeah. It's a plant in progress. Chopsticks might help. Okay. Plant in progress. I like that. Plant in progress. I'm also a plant in progress. Me too. I'm Hedera Ivy with one That's chopstick. some fucking merch right there. Yeah. One chopstick on a t-shirt. Plant, plant in progress. <laughs> and then I'll have one chopstick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing? You're going to go first today. I am going first this week. Very exciting. Um. Okay. I'm like nervous. I feel like you're not going to like it. Oh my God. Okay. Go. Um. Okay. So I'm doing the um, psychology and some examples of cheaters in sports. Oh. Yeah. Isn't See, it's really yeah. out of left field. Wow. I'm excited. Like, professional. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. just we'll everything. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, okay, this is weird because guess what I'm doing? Okay. I'm doing the history rules and the Guinness World Record of dodgeball. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is so exciting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is kind of a themed episode. Yeah. We didn't even try to no, do it. No, we really did it. Okay. Well, that's very exciting. Okay. Yeah. So if you're into, um, you know, ESPN, if you're a huge <laughs> sports guy, this is a podcast. Or gal or they? Gal, they. If you're a huge, you know, buff, skinny, <laughs> fat, <laughs> fat. We're uh, cutting all. <laughs> we just cut all this. I don't know where I was going. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you guys are ready to hear about some sports, keep listening. Okay. Yeah. You want to match? Let's match. 
stupid. Okay, so I'm going first this week. I could be by your list. Emily! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. Give it a rest. I forgot what you've been doing. Sports cheating. No, cheating. In cheating sports. in sports. I don't even know what that means at this at this moment. I would not be able to define that. So let's go. Okay, so I didn't define it. I thought we all would know what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking abdomen me. The first thing you say is a fucking rip on me. Awesome. So just people who don't play by the rules in sports, yeah. Yeah, like why like do people cheat in sports? Can this be applied to broader things? Yes, but. We're going to use examples from sports. Perfect. Yeah. So, why do people cheat in sports, you ask? I um, do. <laughs> there's a couple reasons. One is there is an obvious emphasis placed on winning sports events. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I can't. I'm so. just a random yeah okay <laughs> okay about winning <laughs> sorry I thought that's so weird like that was the most uncomfortable thing you and I have ever been through okay <laughs> I couldn't think I okay. literally cannot think my brain went absolutely dead <laughs> okay it was dead air in there okay yeah, yeah. okay okay so <laughs> um sports I Okay. Oh, now I'm like nervous. No, why are you nervous? I'm terrified too. Let's go. Let's go. No one's ever gonna listen to this. Okay. <laughs> I meant like you know we can scrap this if we need to. Yeah, we might. Not have to. No, no, we're not going to. Okay. But... Well. Okay. 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 <laughs> um. So sports create a community. Um. And can lead to a sense of identity for a lot of people. For if you're a coach, if you're a player, if you are even a bystander, like a watcher. Or, like, a fan. Yeah. That's, like, a culture and an identity. And so winning. It is not really culty, but it's (laughs) (laughs) something. Um, But, like, sometimes fans can be, like, culty. Right. Like, have you ever met, like, a Packer fan? Or, like, a a Tampa Rays fan. (laughs) (laughs) Like, a... Like, have you ever met a Patriots fan? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> or a Cowboys fan? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. A Cowboys. Those are fan. those are examples. like yeah. Since that's what I need. And when your team isn't doing well, that makes you feel bad, even though you're not the one doing. Yeah, because you're anything. a loser. Right. <laughs> um. Also, the stakes at this level, at the professional level, at least, are a lot higher. There's usually money involved. I'm terrified. <laughs> I know, Emily. <laughs> What do you want to do about it? What are we should we do? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Should we like, watch watching a YouTube video? No. Do you want to watch a YouTube video? <laughs> Call my nerves. I know. I need you to pick back up on that last point. I'm so sorry. This is going to be the funniest podcast we ever put on, I think. <laughs> what happened? What happened? I don't know. Okay. Whew. 
Hoo-ha. Okay. We've gotten through three bullet points <laughs> in four minutes, so Jesus Christ, get to get to <laughs> I understand it. it. Do it. Um <laughs> this is dead air. <laughs> Just us. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so there's two schools of thought when it comes to why people cheat. Um there's here's what I think they are. Can I guess? Yeah. Um winning. Okay. But I don't know what this is. Okay, I literally can't. <laughs> like, I don't think you understood the question. <laughs> yeah, I, the question I asked myself, I didn't understand. So keep going. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What the fuck? <laughs> We did have to take a break and drink some water, go to the bathroom. Pee break. Well, reset. Yeah, because that was... <laughs> I don't know how much of that we're going to leave in, but <laughs> Emily and I just really melted down. Yeah. Um, and by that we meant so. we got a little too <laughs> under the influence. Under the influence. We got a little too... Watermelon sugar. Making in friends. Yes. Just making in friends. Yes. So, and sometimes I like to call that the tornado. tornado. On this podcast, we call that the tornado. Um, you really just get the spins and... It's kind of like if you were to climb up the... the... <laughs> <laughs> She's about to say something weird, guys. If you were to climb up the that twirly thing at the um, jungle gym. Oh, fuck. Or if you were to get right in the middle of it and all your friends were to slide around. <laughs> While you were in the yeah. middle. It's kind of like when you are underneath like a parachute in kindergarten and it's just a disorienting feeling. And your friends are all running around it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But you can also see the words in the air. <laughs> and there we go. Something weird from Emily. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get back to sports cheating. I don't know how of much thought. of what I just tried to say is going to be in this. <laughs> but where we left off was there's two like... And really, I was really in the tornado when I said that, so I didn't even mean to say that. No two schools of There's not two schools There's of thought. There's one school of thought. There's one <laughs> a single school. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and it has to do with the ego and moral functioning. So do you know about, like... Yeah, like, id, super right. ego. Yeah. Ego, yeah. And we're not going to get too deep into that, but, like, yeah. the ego is what keeps your id in check, right? Um... I. But I always get the I, the, the super ego and the ego. Yeah, the it flipped. Um, I just know that one is like conscious, yeah. one is way subconscious. Like I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's like kind of subconscious or conscious. I don't think so, but okay. I, it wasn't either. <laughs> okay, wrong. I think that whole thing is wrong. <laughs> okay, <And> really. <laughs> that's gonna be a finger gun moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let me just read what I wrote. Can you? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe do that and stop it. There's two schools of functioning athletes who oh. think about winning. There's they have there's two ideas that athletes usually have about winning. There's the two schools. There's the two schools of thought. <laughs> um, there's task-oriented athletes who put an emphasis on hard work and self-development. The focus is on getting better each day personally and as like a team, and it's not on winning. Airbud. That is Mighty Ducks. Okay, Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks are, towards the end, they find their selves. But in the beginning, they're not like they're, that. And they right. would be... Ego-oriented. 
Um, so these athletes place an emphasis on being the best in the group. The belief is that the skill is innate and that they will do anything to win. Winning is the most important part of playing sports. Okay. Um, We all know those people. Yes. So studies have been done in the handbook of sports psychology about this. And it state they found that ego oriented athletes show lower sportsmanship, more self-reported cheating and endorsements of cheating. And this can predict lower moral functioning in athletes. So, like, they just have a – their morals are less than the task-oriented okay. athletes. Okay, yeah. Like, in sports or just in general? Just in general. Okay. Um, and a study in the Attitudes and Social Cognition Journal show that cheaters do not feel guilty engaging in bad behavior. And, in fact, they've done, like, brain studies on um, people when they're talking about cheating in sports. And it – like cheating to win and it um activates a pleasure response like a positive reinforcement response yeah in their brains so they feel good about cheating like like they'll do any yeah i get it right like when i was growing up i think i was like a a task-oriented athlete like if i ever thought about cheating like it would make me feel like kind of icky like they don't feel that way at all did you ever cheat at like card games no well, I think everyone goes through, like, a little phase of that, but it was, like, less of me cheating and more of me just, like, making up rules. Like, I'd be like, no, this is the rule. And my mom would be like, no. Yeah. But I ha- – okay, this is <laughs> – this might be, like, a little bit of a tangent, but when I was in fourth grade, me and my friends had this thing called accelerated reading. I don't know if other yeah. schools had it. Where you, like, took a te- – you, like, read a book and then you took a test on it and you got points. Yeah. And we did something for the whole school, which is just kind of, like, fucked up. It was, like – I went to private school, so my elementary school was K through 8, and it was whoever could get the most points won a pizza party. But as you got, the harder the book was, the more points it was. The more points it was worth. So maybe, I think they split it up between, like, the K through 5 and then... Okay. um, 6 through 8 or Either way. Either way, we, I, me and my friend were the only people in the whole grade who had read um, Harry Potter and, well, all the Harry Potter books, and Harry Potter and the fifth book, what is that one called? the order of the order of the phoenix um that was the highest points that we could get for like our grade group yeah it was like 25 yeah it was like a lot and so me and my friend took the test for the entire class on everyone's accounts (laughs) (laughs) during like indoor recess one day like when we had to stay inside and so we like very obviously won the pizza party by a landslide compared to the other grades. Oh my god. And we they were like this is weird. Like they have like so many points. And then they would look at like individual kids scores and there would be kids who were reading at like a first grade level. Like I think we were in we were in 4th grade. But you know like there are kids who are like behind. Yeah. Um they were like this kid could not have read Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and yeah. here he took the test for it and got a perfect score. Right. And so we got caught. And so I have cheated and it made me feel really bad. Okay. It did make me feel really bad. Yeah, like, so in you- the moment, I didn't feel that bad. But then when I went home that night, like, and that's, like, the most trouble I ever gotten in, in school at all. Like, for the rest of school. Like, when my parents, like, they still bring it up and they, like, make fun of me about it. I'm oh. Like, that was literally, like. You are reading. That's so right. sad. Like, I, and I was the smart, like, I was the one who cheated for everyone else. Like. Yeah. They cheated off me. I didn't right. cheat off someone. And so, that's why it's kind of funny. But, um, they also did a confidential article, just to jump back in. Um, they did a confidential survey at ESPN to professional athletes. Um, it was, they sent it to 83 athletes about their experiences and ideas on cheating. Um, so they did the NHL, NBA, WNBA, and NFL. They all, they sent it to 83 athletes from all of those. 
Okay. Um, they say total. Si- okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So most would could never would never consider using performance enhancing drugs. Like ninety point four percent of people said they would never use them because that's a form of cheating, like doping. What, how much? What percentage? Ninety point four said they would never oh, really? think about. Yeah, which that seemed high to me too. Yeah. Um, and only nine point six percent said why not? How can you beat the best if they're using and you aren't? Oh wow. So that athletes did report that like they did it to because they knew other people were doing it which we'll get into later yeah um when we talk about more about doping um they also did ask questions about like betting like sports betting mm-hmm. um and like fixing games and i don't get that at all i do not right i cannot like my brain does not work in a way where like i get the fixing games a little bit on like the logistics and like the like well tangible. also do you think it's because you like swam well, yeah, for so, sure. So, like, you can't, like, really fix that. Whereas, like, I play basketball. Like, I think I, like, really could understand how, and that's what this survey showed, is that the WNBA players and the NBA players are way more suspicious of the refs' calls, like, oh. fixing the game, than other sports. Yeah, like. So, like, it- I, like, to me, because I played basketball growing up, like, sometimes the refs are really, like, not fair to both teams, you know? Like, yeah. They really, it feels like they're trying to fix it. Yeah, so if you were... And that, I, I played, like, fucking rec league. Like, <laughs> oh, I played select, but it was not the WNBA, you know? Yeah, it's it's more difficult to try and fix something when it's based on, like, times that are done by this huge, like, intricate system. Right, and it, um, that's what they said. It's probably due to, like, also in the, in basketball, there's so many, like, close calls. And yeah. volleyball, too. There's, like, so many close calls. Or tennis, or, like, whatever. And it's up to the ref's discretion if you're not filming it. Like, it depends on the rules of the sport. Right. Um, so I think that's why they feel that way. Um, and then no NBA, WNBA, or NHL players surveyed believe that players were fixing games. Like, players, not the refs. But the NFLB. The <laughs> oh, my god. The goodness. NFL and the MLB. Yeah. Um, players, they they like brought the total percentage up and because a lot of them said yes they believed that they had seen players fixing games and a lot of people a lot of the players so commented some of even they some like responded that they knew of it happening like they had they know that it happened so players playing a certain way because yeah of like a, playing poorly to fix a game yeah and get paid out. right yeah right get a kick or what are they what's called a kickback a payback yeah a kickback oh. a little kickback I said a payback. Oh, no, I think it's a kickback. Payback. Payback's a bitch. Um, but there are blurry lines in every sport into what is even considered cheating. Yeah. So, like, is a ref being more favorable to another team cheating? Like, yeah, or is it's it just their be- discretion. Or is it just because the ref's grandpa loved the fucking... Right. Tampa <laughs> right. Bay- Dolphins. Um, what did you say? Did you say... Or, like, flopping. Is it like, Tampa Bay Dolphins? Tampa Rays. What, oh, I, I think it is the Tampa Bay. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphin, Tampa Bay Rays. We just. Is that a team? I don't know if that's even a team. <laughs> Everyone run. <laughs> <laughs> um, And like, so flopping is a good, another good example of this. Like, is flopping cheating? 
like is exaggerating oh. a foul cheating. Like that's a big thing in like soccer. I, when, you, when you said flopping, I was like, what? Like belly flop? <laughs> like edit diving. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now we're gonna get into the two main types of cheating, which I already have mentioned. They're match fixing and doping. Okay. Yeah. So match fixing is what we'll talk about first, and it occurs as a match is played to a completely or partially determined result, violating the rules of the game and the usually the law. And this they the can, law there's a law some uh, sport like some places have laws like soccer probably like you can't there are betting laws in the United States okay about yeah. like what you can bet on and whatever right um and like game because it's gambling yeah I think is the point of that so this dates back match fixing dates back to the ancient Olympics so like it's been happening forever holy shit people have been match fixing games since there were games to fix right you know. Um, that had money involved you know, and stuff. Two schools. <laughs> two schools of that. <laughs> um, and there's a couple of reasons why games are fixed, and it's agrees agreements with gamblers, so like a payout, like yeah. a payout from it. Um, well, that happened in Bridgerton. Did you? Did I did you not watch fuck? Bridgerton. Okay, but yeah. that's like this guy approaches the longest yard. This guy approaches him, and he's like, "If you lose this match, I'll pay you out." Yeah, and you like won't have to work, or you don't have to do this anymore. Right. Right. I think that was the plot line. I don't know. I didn't Please see don't correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> that's what Emily watched. <laughs> that's what I watched and, and that's I what really ran with. Yeah. Um, to better their playoff chances. So sometimes losing a game will actually like put you in a better position than winning a game. Right. In some ideas. Um, to better a draft position for next season. So like usually the loser of the season gets a pretty high draft. Yeah. Position. So if you're already not. Going if you're to already Super doing Bowl, bad, might as well do really bad. Yeah, so you can get a fucking right first pick. I right. got it. Yeah. Um, to gain a more favorable future schedule to like get easier teams. Oh. Um, ref fixings like if a ref fixes a game for any of those reasons. Yeah. Um, fixing to draw or to have like a fixed score. So like if the over under is like fourteen to seven, like if there's gonna be a big payout there, they can oh, fix yeah. it to stop whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, intentional loss to prejudice a third party rival so like so this was something that i i know happened in the mlb like the early mlb days um i'm sure other sports have this too but the players used to get a percentage of like the ticket receipts yeah like for every ticket receipt they would get like a profit a percentage of the profit of the okay. game um for postseason games so it would make sense if you're getting a bonus for every game that you play to like play more games right. so instead of ending like the MLB, like, World Series at four games. Like, they would intentionally lose some games, so they played more games. Oh, yeah. So they would get more money. Um, To abuse tie-breaking rules. So if, like, there's some weird tiebreaker going on and you have to lose to get a better position. Mm -hmm. Um, And then prize sharing. So sometimes, like, they'll make a deal and be like, if you lose this game, we'll share the profits if you let us win. Mm -hmm. We'll give you, like, whatever. Um, On the challenge, they used to do this. If you guys are challenge fans. What? I know specifically on the dual, I think it was the dual one. Sorry, we're like kind of challenge heads in this house. Ah! Um, but on the dual one, I think it was. No, maybe it was dual two. I don't remember. Are we going to get they, in, on challenge Twitter? Are they going to come for us? I don't think so. Whatever. Like everybody knows this. They would like, like especially in the early days, like Mark would do yeah. that. Like he would be mm-hmm. like, he would be like, okay, I'll let you win, but you have to give me like, I won't put you in for the last elimination. But if you win, you have to give me this. Or they would, like, pick someone to win, and then they would pay each other out. Well, it's kind of makes the whole point a But it kind sad. of makes it better, because then you understand, like, the strategy of, like, why they did things the way that they did. Yeah. I don't know. 
Um, I think that that's fine. Also, it was a reality TV show, so all of it was fake. Yeah, also, also that to me is like, yeah, I agree. The reality TV show stuff, I don't really give a fuck right, about. Right, right. Um, and sometimes they will fix a game in protest. So if they're protesting something, you could intentionally lose a game. Yeah. So... In an effort to stop game fixing in the sports betting world, companies like SportsTrader use computer algorithms to match in-game data along with monitoring how live bets are placed and predetermined outcome odds for each match to detect fraud. So they've, like, compiled a lot of their data from doing this. So basically, they'll have a computer algorithm watch a sporting match, and they will match, like, situations that happen in the game to, like, betting odds. So, like they'll catch someone trying to fix a game basically with a computer that's algorithm. That's crazy. I know. When I read about it, I was like shook. I was like, whoa, that's, that's really cool. really scary. Yeah. So since 2009, and they have like real people watch them too. Like, so it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. Like there's no way. Like if you... it detects fraud, they'll go back and watch the game and be like, oh, I can see right there, right there, right there. Like. But yeah. There's no way that he would ever miss that. Right. Yeah. Right. So since 2009, somewhere between, and I read two different articles that like, I think we're about the same company. But they listed two different okay. numbers. So they said, I found one that said 2,000 and another that said 4,145 matches have been manipulated and caught by the system since by 2009. This computer system. Yeah, and it's all sports. They, they do it for like a bunch of sports, okay. like 20 sports or something. Like, is this all? Inter- this is- and it's international. So. Okay, but like, is it all like just the like professional football stuff or, or like professional leagues or is it? really just like olympic level no it's like professional league so like okay. you know how like in in the uk they'll have like a bunch of different soccer levels like yeah. they have like premier league so they'll do it for a lot like they talk about doing it like a big one was rugby like okay they, like, it started with like rugby in australia or something i didn't even know that they had rules in rugby i thought they just fucked each other up <laughs> i don't know what's going on <laughs> on the rugby court on the pitch but rugby players are hot so yeah. if you're a rugby player hit us up hit us up Boy I'm, or girl. no yeah <laughs> Yeah, we got we split the coin here. So, if you think my voice is hot and you're a rugby player, please reach out. Um. So sports betting is a 1.74 trillion a dollar industry a year worldwide. What? So there's a huge incentive too. Does this include horse racing? Do you think? Probably. Okay. I think it's like all sports betting. Yes. I think yeah. So like cricket. Like yeah. Okay. Um, so there's a big incentive to, like, fix a game if you right. can. Hell yeah. So I was getting, I could take, do you know what I could do with how many Werther's Hard Original Candies I could buy with $1 trillion? <laughs> you could buy so, the big bags. <laughs> the biggie bags. So many big bags. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to talk a little bit about doping, and then I'm going to give you, like, a, a historical example, like a time that. Yeah. For each one, for doping and match betting. Okay. So, according to the European Committee, I don't think the European Sports Committee, I mm-hmm. must have missed a word. I'm here with you. Um, they said the European Committee Council. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even, like, messed up when I did that. Okay. Doping is the use of substances, substances or physiological mediators which are not normally present in the human body, introduced by an external aid to increase athlete performance during competition. So doping is always increasing athlete performance? So you couldn't say, like, he's doping if he, if you were taking drugs 
as like a recreational thing and you were an athlete i just have heard that i feel like on well, crime like, shows dope i think like they're doping this is like their okay, this yeah, is yeah, like okay. so it's like the olympic committee's definition right of doping yeah. so that they can like yeah control. i went on i went i literally sprinted to a different path and i yeah. was like what's it mean? <laughs> you're like no. no we're talking about sport um, so there's also a couple reasons to do this. There's financial interests, mm-hmm. the pressure to be the best. And this goes back to the psychology. Like they don't care. This is really where the psychology kicks in, right? Like they don't care about the moral consequences of their actions. They don't care that it's cheating. They just want to win. Um, and there's also a lot of pressure, like I said, to be mm-hmm. the best. Um, the media representation of athletes and just human nature, like I said, like wanting to be the best. Um, also an ancient practice dating back to even Norwegian mythology. What? Yeah, using natural substances like secretions from frog skin. Ew. Like they people have been doping again since they figured out how. <laughs> like That's crazy. Yeah. So in nineteen twenty eight the International Athletics Federation banned doping for the first time ever. Nineteen twenty eight? Yeah. So since nineteen twenty eight it has been illegal to dope for sports. Okay. Um, That's so like kind of late, I thought. I know. I'm sure other places had rules. That was just one example. Um, a big story from the 80s mm-hmm. was um, a international doping scandal. It happened at the Olympics. Okay. And it is about the track star Ben Johnson. Okay. Have you heard of this? Um, I think I have. Um, I had never heard of it before I started doing this. I, and I was like, how have I never heard of this? I've definitely heard of Ben Johnson and knew that he... What do you... What sport do you think he does? I think... I think he... Was he a thrower? No, but he did do track and field. He was a sprinter. I have pictures. Yep. So, that's Ben Johnson right in the middle. Okay. Um, He began his career in Canada, and it led him to be one of the best sprinters in the world. So, in 1984, he won the 100-meter medal, bronze medal, <laughs> the, the bronze medal for the 100-meter dash, mm-hmm. sorry, um, and he was just getting better and better. So, throughout the years, he just had this, like, meteoric rise to sprinting fame. Um, so, this event occurred during the 1988 Summer Olympics in Seoul, South Korea, and during this 100-meter dash competition, there was, like, an insane lineup. Like, it was the 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 event to watch yeah. at the 1988 Olympics because right. this lineup was, like, crazy. Um, there were competitors such as Carl Lewis, who is a former Olympic champion in the 100-meter, Calvin Smith, who was the current world record holder going into the event, and Linford Christie, a future gold medalist in the 100-meter okay. dash. So, and Ben Johnson. Okay. And these guys are... This is in- not the event. Okay. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. That looks like a... Okay. I think this is the event. Yeah. But that's just a picture. This is a picture. This is a picture. Oh, no, no, no. This is a picture of him in 1981. So this was before he started okay. doping. Okay. But we'll get to that in a minute. Sorry. I jumped the gun a little bit on the pictures. Um. So Ben Johnson was a Jamaican immigrant competing for Canada. He immigrated to Canada. And... The race began, and he had this just crazy start. Like, he flew out of the starting Mm -hmm. gate. And that led him to win the whole race. Like, it was his start. That was crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. he just exploded off of the starting blocks. Um, And he ended up winning the gold in the 100-meter dash. So, 48 hours after he wins gold, 
Johnson fails a drug test. They find traces of steroids in his urine. Everyone in the world is, like, outraged. It's a huge scandal. Canada, like, completely turns his back on him. Like, everyone, he's, like, disgraced from yeah. the Olympic Committee. Okay, this is the first, like, real, really big doping, doping scandal. scandal. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, he eventually tries to make a comeback, but he fails another drug test in 1993, and he's banned for life. What? Yeah. So, that's what I'm talking about, the, the ego He's an egocentric athlete, and you'll see that later when I talk about it. But he, like, to him, this wasn't a – he got caught. Yeah. But it wasn't – that didn't wasn't enough to stop him, you yeah. know? Like, he wasn't looking at his actions. He was just worried about getting caught. Yeah. Um. So do you want to know, like, the craziest part about this whole scandal? Yeah. So out of the eight runners in that race, six of them would eventually be caught doping at some point in their careers. Uh so Ben Johnson was not the only one doping. And there was an article that said there was a race, um, I think it was in Greece, I think, like, leading up to this event, like, a qualifier. And they had it, like, they had these, like, tunnels where the athletes would, like, start. I think maybe it was in France. Right. Um, they had these, like, tunnels. And in the tunnels, it looked like um, like a fucking, like, hair, like drug user's den. Like, there was just needles everywhere. Because, like, everyone was doping before the race. Oh, my God. And he said that a lot of it was known in like he's like like everybody knew that everyone was doing it. Right. And they would just like turn a blind eye to it. Basically it was like if you don't get caught, you're fine. And like what they would do, they would like switch up what they were giving people so that it like didn't pop in at the perfect time. So like they would give them an illegal steroid for X amount of days and then they would stop like just enough time for it to get out of your system before the race. But if you like mess up that math, like Yeah. It's such a touchy Okay, that's Scale. crazy to me, though. But people do it for years. Years, Like, think of, like, Lance Armstrong is, like, another really big example. He did it for years. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to me, though, because, like, six of these eight guys went to go um, have steroid usage. And it's, like, they were running against these guys, knew they were doping. Right. It's, like, they were not winning at that time. I'd be fucking pissed. Right. And that's what Ben Johnson also said. He said, if everyone was doping... And he says, even if people weren't, like, I, the steroids didn't win the race. Like, I won the race. Like, he said, which I partially agree. If everyone was doping, like, yeah. everyone eventually gets, right. Right. And they were there. So, I don't know. But, um, so, Johnson started doping in 1981. He had just gotten a new coach. This coach was, like, world-renowned. Like, to this day, people follow his training without steroid use like his training with ben johnson that like plan like people still use it to this Mm -hmm. day to like train their runners like it's okay he like was it like he was ben johnson was kind of right like the steroids definitely helped and you'll see but like his training program was also just like perfectly tailored to johnson as an athlete and it really helped him thrive um so johnson states you only cheat if no one else is doing it i was aware of what other people were doing in the field i just did it better than everybody else it doesn't make you a fast runner. It was my training regimen that was better than the rest of the world. My training was tailored for Ben Johnson and my coach was a genius. Now the whole world is using my program. So. Okay, but if that was true and he felt that way, then you wouldn't need steroids. Right. And he also has said that he thinks he was like the sacrificial lamb. Because like everybody, the officials knew that it was happening. Like everyone just turned a blind eye to it. And then when they couldn't hide it anymore, they just gave him up and were like, oh, he's the only cheater. Like everyone else is perfect, you know? Yeah. 
and they just let, like hung them out to dry. But this is him in 1981. We'll post this on the social media so you guys can follow along. That's him in 1988. Oh my god. So like very, it's a very dramatic. Difference. Yeah, much more toned. Yeah, and like his muscles are bulging. I always think people who do steroids, like you can tell, like they get those like kind of bubbly muscles. Yeah, like their muscles are very bubbly, like his arms. But like, look at his like arms, his legs, like yeah, look at that. There's another picture that really shows it. So this is him. <gasps> yeah, oh that's the God. so that's the race. This is the gold medal race. And look at how far ahead he is from everybody else. Like that's not just the steroids, you know. And look at the way he's built in comparison to those runners. Like those right. runners are training similarly, right. even if his like you can they all all the rest of the runners kind of look the same. It's like a training difference. Like yeah, they have they're training different muscles. They're yeah, their bodies are look at the way that their tendons like right. They all look the exact same, and then his look different. Yeah. So like it's their obvious legs that it's are training. literally like identical sticks yeah like they literally are at the same angle like right they're running in the exact same way and he's running differently you know yeah oh my god this is kind of crazy and you can see his quads are huge so when they talk about that like explosive start Mm -hmm. like yeah he probably could have just exploded right out like think of the amount of muscle that yeah well just comparatively like he has like a muscle and a half to all these guys thigh muscles like they're his arm looks like their legs yeah seriously it's like crazy um and he doesn't look like a sprint runner at all no he doesn't look like a sprinter he kind of looks like a football player to me yes um like a lineman yeah yeah okay so later so basically when this all went down they took him them him and his coach into an interrogation room and Johnson wouldn't admit to it at first. And then his coach admitted to it. Mm-hmm. So his coach admitted. He was the one who kind of, like, he didn't sell Johnson out, but he told the truth. Like, he was like, yeah, I have been, like, doping. I'm not going to lie. Like, you guys found it. But later, his coach claimed that it wasn't even possible for Johnson to have tested positive for that, for the drug he did, which was stan- stanozolol? Stanozolol? I don't know. You can Google it. Those of you using it. Yeah. You guys know. leave a comment on how that's pronounced. <laughs> um, because he wasn't even giving Johnson that steroid. But who knows if that's even true. You know, like I think people, I think the way that they do it is they use a lot of different drugs. Yeah. It's like, how, have you, how do you even keep track at that point? Right. Um, but he claims that Johnson was never even on that drug and that it was a false positive that just turned into a bigger scandal. So, yeah, that's doping example historical example now i have an example of match fixing okay and this one i don't know if you're gonna know about this one either i didn't okay um but it was the 1919 world series game fixing scandal Nope. so this is seen as like the largest scandal to ever happen in the mlb okay basically the white Sox threw the world series which is kind of yeah okay continue um, I forget that the White Sox are even a team. Sorry, White Sox The Chicago fan. White Sox. Yeah, I know. Sorry, White Sox fans. <laughs> I only remember the Cubs. Yeah. I always forget that they're in the I'm same city. Killed. <laughs> yeah. So during this time, like the 1920s, game fixing during the regular season was a semi-regular occurrence. Um, and it was mostly, again, ignored by officials and coaches. Everyone knew that it was happening. Um, there was way there was so many games during the regular season, like I think that's probably part of the reason. Um, another reason is because there was a lot less player protection at this time. Like, all of the players, they were not being paid well. Like, there was no union. There was no, like, coaches just could take, or, like, the owners of the team took all the money and they didn't pay the players, like, anything, like, mm-hmm. properly. So, the White Sox owner was known to be kind of a doucher. 
<laughs> and Absolute doucher. Even though he, the White Sox actually had the high, they play, they paid their players the highest. Their team was so good that all of their pay, players were being like underpaid. Okay. So even though they were getting paid the most, it still was not good. Okay. Um. So like I said, there was no players union. So this caused eight players to become involved in this match betting scandal. So I have a picture here of the whole team. So it just circles a bunch of the players. The owner, I think, is in the middle. Lefty. Lefty. They all have fun names. I, like, love the 1920s players' names. Yeah. Shit. Suede. Oh, my God. Fun. Okay. Happy. Buck. Eddie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Arnold the Chick Gandal, he played at first base. Eddie Cicotti, um, he was a pitcher. Claude Lefty Williams was another pitcher. Shoeless Joe Jackson. I don't know if he's circled on there. Yep, there he is. Oscar Happy Felsch. Suede Reisberg. Oh, uh, Shoeless Joe and Happy were outfielders. Suede Reisberg, Buck Weaver, and Fred McMullen were infielders, and they were also um, involved. So the first meeting for this, and at this point, the Cubs or the White Sox were known to be, like, the best team in the league by a lot. Like, they were, like, the shoe-ins for the World Series. They were far and away better than every team. Um, Look at how old these guys look. I know. But also, like, I don't think they were very old. to, like, some of the baseball players you see now that, like... Right. Like, right out of high school. Yeah. Like, these people have, like, families. That's why, like, they're not making enough to support their families. Like, there's, like, a lot that goes into it. So, the first meeting took place on September 21st. The World Series is going to start in October. So, this is September 21st, 1919. Okay. So before the meeting took place, Chick Gandal approached a known gambler from Boston, Massachusetts, named Joseph Sport Sullivan. Sport, along with others, started to raise funds to pay off the White Sox to lose the World Series. So Chick took this deal back to a group of the eight players. They had a meeting on September 21st to talk about the idea of throwing it. They funded this through a known mobster named Arnold Rothstein. He was, like, a mob family member. Mm-hmm. And it said that a lot of the money came from him, but he was never convicted of it. Okay. Um, the players were promised a total of $100,000. Holy shit. Total for right, but that's eight of them. Then. But, yeah, so back then I did the um, math comparison. Yeah. It was $1,578,000 and Earth 78 thousand fifty two dollars damn it's like 1.5 million basically yeah and that would equal out to if they all split it equally one hundred and ninety seven thousand dollars for every player yeah okay so that's a good i don't know like that seems like not enough money but that's a good chunk of change you know yeah like that's like a good salary for the year and if your team isn't playing paying you well enough you're right to not have team right morale yeah right so even before the series begun, there was rumors of this happening. Like people were watching them. Like there were, you know, little rumors because basically what ended up happening is a large number of people who were in on the, who had like given the people money started betting on the White Sox to lose. Mm-hmm. So people, people are like, like why, are, why are you guys doing that? Like they're yeah. not going to fucking lose. Um, so the pitcher named Faber was known to be very straight laced. And, oh, sorry, because they, like, they weren't even sure they were going to do it. Like, it's the World Series. Like, that's kind of crazy, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. they probably, you know, like, it would give, like, who wants to lose the World Series? Right. So, they didn't even know if they were going to do it. But then there was a pitcher on the team named Faber who was known to be very straight-laced. And he was, like, their starting pitcher. 
Um, and so they were like, we don't know how we're going to do it if he's pitching because he's not going to throw it. And we can't really control much of the game outside of the pitching, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a lot harder to throw it when you're a second baseman because you don't touch the ball as much. Right. So he actually comes down with the flu. And so no. he... <laughs> yeah. No So way. he can't play. And this was back when the, they didn't have the flu vaccine, I don't think. So, like, the flu was bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So that's when they were like, okay, we're fucking doing this. Like, this is a sign. Yeah. Um. So this allowed Sakati to pitch a lot of the games. He was kind of second in command to favor. So the first sign that they were going to throw it is this was a predetermined sign. So basically, Sport was like, if you guys are going to do it, the second pitch of the game, you need to hit or you need to hit the bat, the second batter of the game on your first pitch. You need to hit. You need to hit the batter on the first. On the first pitch of the second batter. So after the first batter. Okay. So during the. So that happened. He hit the second hitter with the ball. Okay. To walk them. Yeah. So that was how they knew it was like game on. Like we're going to throw this. Which I don't. How would that feel? Like. Like. Like imagine sitting at first base and he does that and you're like, all right. Like yeah, we're going. And, and you look you look back to like your yeah. outfielders, you're like, holy All right. fuck. Like game on. <laughs> I yeah. love that money. <laughs> I know. Ooh, that's like a money shot. <laughs> um, so in the fourth inning, Sakati gives up a series of bad pitches, allowing the it was the Cincinnati Reds who they were playing. Okay. I forgot to mention that. Um, to win the game ended up being like nine one. So they like bombed this first game. And people were like, What the fuck? Like you guys are throwing this and you're doing a bad job of it. Yeah. Um, this is where things start to go a little south. Yeah. So Sakati was the only one who had gotten any money in advance because he was like, if I'm going to do this, you're giving me $10,000 to start. Like even to throw that first bad pitch, you're giving me $10,000. Nobody else got any advance and nobody got a payout from the first game. They like were like, basically sport wanted to like reinvest the money. So he had the money and then he was like, I'm going to bet on this game and you guys are ending up getting a bigger payout. Okay. And so everyone's like, everyone was like, ah, I don't know. But like, he really didn't give him a choice. Yeah. He's a mobster. <laughs> right. So in game two, Lefty Williams was pitching. He was not as obvious about it as Sakati, but he still gave up three runs in the fourth inning out of basically nowhere. And then he didn't give up any more. Um, and the other players on the White Sox hit very poorly. I think Chick like kind of fucked up a hit, yeah. one of his hits. And so they end up losing the second game four to two. They're still having issues getting money at this point, but they managed to weasel out 10K from sport and they distribute it about like equally, I think, between okay. everyone. So game three, they had a clean pitcher for this game. And so the White Sox win in 3-0. and Game four, Zaccotti is back, but he knows that everyone is talking about his first game. And so he actually throws an error that causes a loss, but that's the only thing that he does. And they lose 2-0. to zero. And they, this time, get $20,000, and they, again, distribute it. Game five, the Reds win again. In game six and seven, the Sox win. And so now the series is tied four to three. They played best of nine back then because mm-hmm. um, there wasn't as many sports Oh, my God. On. This would be crazy to watch. Right. So now it's a 4-3 series. So next game wins. And October 9th, the White Sox lose the World Series. They throw the last game of the World Series. So, for an entire year, people questioned. There was little rumors going around that the game had been thrown. All of the right people were winning money. All of the right people, the wrong people were losing it. So, people were really getting suspicious. So, in yeah. September 20th of 1920, so this was a full year after the World Series, mm-hmm. 
um, a commission is cre- created to investigate the fraud. And Sakati, Jackson, and Williams end up confessing. But all players were acquitted of any crimes by a grand jury in 19, August 2nd, 1921. So legally, they're off the hook. They can't prove it. There's, like, not enough evidence to prove what's going on. But the coach, or I think it was the owner of the team, who was really pissed off by this because he had a lot of money on them winning, obviously. He lost a shit ton of money. He became the commissioner from the MLB, and he banned all eight players for life. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he was like, no, you guys are not fucking playing for the MLB ever again. Yeah. And at one point, he even made, there was, like, summer leagues, I think, kind of like they do that in the NBA. Yeah. Um, they do that in the NBA where they'll do like a summer league. And he basically said, if any of you play with any of these, if anyone in the MLB plays with these players, you will not, I will ban you from the MLB. Oh my God. And he wasn't as serious about that. Like eventually players did do that, but he, at some, at one point, some of the players petitioned to join the MLB back. They were like, it's been a couple of years. Like we won't cheat. And he was like, no. Goddamn. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, and he also really cracked down on game fixing and betting. Every time someone would get caught, he would really crack down on it. And that is what restored America's faith in the MLB as a stand-up sport. So mm. because of him, you don't really hear about it anymore. Yeah, because his fucking players were yeah, doing it. They lost through the World Series. I don't think I have any more pictures, but yeah. Oh, my God. So there you go. Sports betting. That's what I learned cheaters, about this week. Cheaters. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eaters. Ugh, well, want a match? Let's match. Again. Truly don't even have it up on my phone, if I was being honest. Emily. Okay, just give me a <laughs> We're back. Never ending episode. Okay, we're back for the third time. This Fourth time. We had to take a pee break. <gasps> this episode, we started this today at 2 p.m. Yeah. It's and it's 10.32. And we've taken three extended breaks. Yeah. I like, like ate tar- dinner. Yeah, like Target runs. Yeah, like... <laughs> We redid our entire kitchen. So the process of getting inebriated in between all these things has, <laughs> has been also taken time. So long. Yeah, like hours. Um, when you think of like Dodgeball. Yeah. Have you seen that movie Dodgeball first? Of all? course I've seen Dodgeball. Okay, actually we can go next on this little screen okay. here. Um so we obviously <laughs> think of this and we need to watch this. It's I know, so it's good. so funny. And I literally haven't seen it, I swear to God, in ten years. No, it's been so long. It has been so long. Can you hear me in this? Yes. Okay. I might burp, though. Oh, all right. Sorry. All right, and we're back in three, two, one. No, you can leave that in. I don't care. <laughs> um, okay, so in gym, I I don't remember exactly what pickleball was, but I wrote it oh, down. Oh, I love pickleball. You, like, have paddles. It's, like, kind of like badminton, but the ball can, like, bounce. <laughs> okay, that wasn't what I – that wasn't my favorite then. I thought <laughs> – for me, I thought – it. we played, like – what I thought pickleball was... It was, was, like, tennis, but, like, on the ground. Like. Okay, I thought pickleball was you... It's, like, dodgeball, and then one if one person makes it in the hoop, everyone got back in. No. <laughs> That's what I thought pickleball was. <laughs> this whole time. No. So when... That it, is absolutely not it. So when people... <laughs> so in movies, when people yeah. are like... Yes, I'm going to pickleball. No, I thought they not. were playing an intense thing of dodgeball and they got it through the hoop. They got everyone Like back jailbreak? In. Yes. Oh my God. That, we had a pickleball um, club at my high school. Like, it was like a thing. Okay, so clearly I might need an episode on pickleball. pickleball. It's like fun. I think it's really fun. 
I I really liked playing that one fucking dodgeball game because yeah. I'm super competitive. Okay. Me too. You know, we were out there just <laughs> yeah, whipping. We didn't know each other at the time. Yeah. If we did, it would have been dangerous. Yes. To have um, us on a dodgeball team together. And I think dodgeball is kind of, people like it because it's like, <laughs> you exert kind of some of your like, subconscious it's aggression. It's like an emotional game. Yeah. Dodgeball is emotional. Yeah, it's like it's you- one of the world's most emotional games. I will put <laughs> think of a game more emotional than just whipping a dodgeball at a kid. Yeah, like, oh my god, did you ever play with the actual like those balls? Honestly, no. The only I don't think I did. We always just played with the foam. And the only thing and that I wish we would have played with. The well, I let me tell you about the foam ball. A bitch. I'll tell you about the foam ball later, okay. but. Um, the only time I've ever played with those balls, like those stereotypical, yeah. like red was from recess. Ball. Yes. Was, was We had kickballs like that too. Yes. And you could just whoop that yeah. shit. And in your like elementary, boom, cherry bomb. You know what I'm fucking yeah. the noise. <laughs> yeah. When that shit hit you, it hurt. Yes. So I can only imagine a dodgeball like that. Yeah. Just whipping at your face. Yes. So, at my school, they, like, we stopped playing, at my elementary school, they stopped playing dodgeball because they thought it was, like, bullying. Like, targeting Yeah, well, we, we will talk about that, too. Okay. okay, so. I don't know if I actually believe that, but. Yeah. Maybe you'll sway me. Yeah, okay. So, um, they think that, like, a, a let's, like, talk about this beginning dodgeball days, okay? okay? Because they didn't just, like, start playing this in a random elementary school class and be like, yeah, it's just fun. <laughs> this um, will teach the kids yes. a lesson. Um, so just dod- give them thick rubber balls to chuck <laughs> at each other. Yeah. Um, so dodgeball could have been played around 500 BC in Mesoamerica. Wow. I know, right? Um, there's, like, no documentation, though, or no, like, there wasn't any, um, pictures or any, you know, like, something like that to document anything like that. Um, and it's not ever written anywhere, so it's hard to, like, tell for sure. Yeah. Um, but some historians think that, I guess. How? Did they ask them? I don't know. It's been an ancient rumor. Well, I think that when, you know, I'm not even going to go down the road that I was just thinking about going, but I was just <laughs> going to say, like, when when something starts trending or something, like, becomes an international thing, don't you think that people start to try and, like, piece it to as far back as it could possibly yeah, go? right. So, so the maybe the origin... there's some weird thing that has led people to believe this. Yeah, so, like, but, like, the first documented dodgeball was in Africa about 200 years ago. Like, where okay. dodgeball as we know it came from. What were they using as the ball? <laughs> Just I want to know. <laughs> okay. So, they, this dodgeball game was not, like, super fun. It wasn't, okay. It wasn't junk class. Okay. <laughs> this is not fun, really. Okay. Um, they were using, um, like, softball size rocks what <laughs> they're just throwing rocks at each other yeah and this that's this... like oh my god one time i had a neighbor this is really a tangent <laughs> she was like kind of scary like i would like go over to her house and she would like make me do a bunch of stuff that was like we would like break rules like intentionally yeah and one time she got like a rubber a th- one of those thick rubber bands yeah and put it around like a like a tree branch in her yard and use it as a slingshot to fling rocks at cars. <laughs> and I was like, I really don't think we. I was like such a goody two shoes. I was like, I like it made me so uncomfortable. 
Oh my god. Yeah, and one time her parents were like selling her house, uh, like literally my neighbor, and um, we like I I went in and her mom yelled at me so much because I like touched a wall. I was literally in like third grade, and she was like, "We're selling the house!" Like, oh my god, like touched a wall. Well, you know where she got it from then. Right. Um. So yeah, and it says rocks are petrified matter. So like shit. <laughs> I don't know if it's shit, but like, just like like hardened debris. <laughs> Fucking cobblestone or tumbleweed, I mean. <laughs> a skull, like, like literally bones that had petrified wow. or stuff like that. So, um, Why yeah, did they, they were... pick that. Was it like a war? Like, did people die? No, it wasn't war. It was like two. It was like training for tribes during warfare. Oh, so okay. in this way, it was like survival of the fittest. Yeah, like it was like a drill. So, yeah, yeah, it was like a drill, and it was a. I'm like the goal of the game was to hurt or incapacitate players with each Holy hit. Shit. So you would try. Like and you were get, aiming to hurt yes. people. Once hit you, and if you went down, the goal of the other team was like to finish you off. Like there oh was literally God. people who when would did they di- stop. Who di- yeah, there's a person coming who takes dodgeball to become an actual sport, but or become like a more like did they stop when you died? Yeah, so like, well, the other team like it was kind of their job to like fight them off then or like okay, like that's like where yeah. the logistics or like the offensive the strategy comes yeah. in. Okay, wow, that's nuts. Yes. Um. So players with a fallen teammate would try and defend them or hit the hit people who were going after their friend. Yeah. So like, it, or their like teammate. So if you were like, if I was dying on the ground from okay. a bunch of rocks. Yeah. And I'm being literally stoned to death. I would protect you. Yeah. I would start whipping those rocks yeah. at those people. You I'd would be like, not on my watch. Yes. To get them out. Yeah. Or them falling wow. or whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. Okay. And so basically in the term we love the most it trimmed off the fat and like trimmed fat yeah sink or swim bitch. sink or swim um and encouraged it encouraged tribes to work together in cases of injury during war wow that's kind of like cool actually but that's so scary. like it was like kind of like no man left behind right a little bit right yeah so you're only as strong as your weakest yeah not to whitewash player. that really cool origin story yeah with a um, United States a military. God, sorry, <laughs> um, but more like it was almost was like, like that. In that, that theme lives on into today, into yeah. today's society. They got that from this yeah. one as well. That's more what I was saying. Um, <laughs> um, so how it started to migrate. So a missionary was in Africa, of course. <laughs> My favorite. Um, named James H. Carlisle. Could have been a vampire. Could we don't know. Carlisle Cullen. <laughs> I'm not going to start. a medical doctor? I'm not going to start that rumor, but if it gets <laughs> but around. But they've never been seen in the same place. <laughs> we'll tell you that. Have they ever been in the same room? Carlisle no. Cullen and um, James H. Carlisle. Was he a medical doctor? Yeah. He was a missionary. No, he was a missionary. But some missionaries are doctors. I don't know. I didn't dive into, we can maybe do an episode <sighs> about him. Okay. <laughs> um so he saw the process and wanted to teach like englishmen this thing like they okay. he was like englishmen need this in our military like, we need like, this strat yes this is like a sense of community we don't have in in right. the, in europe and so um but typically 
the Englishman wasn't athletic enough <laughs> um, to play this way without getting, like, seriously injured every like, time. Yeah, and just, like, they were not coming back yeah, from this. Yeah, and they hadn't ever learned these, like, values. That, right, so they, they are way less likely to get into the line of fire to help someone else out. Right, like, the collectivism values that um interesting how that has also persisted in (laughs) (laughs) right um so eventually he like turned it into more of a game right so he introduced like a leather ball rather than a rock okay and that probably still hurts so bad um everyone still played in an open field there wasn't any sides yeah like you just knew who your teammates were oh so it was like german dodgeball have you ever played that no that's where like it's everyone you're basically playing as yourself but i guess you're on a team in this situation yes but in german dodgeball everyone you're your own and then if somebody gets you out so it's like there's no sides you can run anywhere if somebody hits you you go out and then when they get hit you come back in oh yeah so in order to win so they could get a bunch of people out and then a bunch of people come back in yeah when they get out oh yeah so when you got to like the top three like, if one of the three got out, like, so many kids came back in. Oh, my God. When I was writing this episode, I was like, I really want to just, like, go play in a gym. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, get all our friends together and go play dodgeball. Yeah, we might do that. Oh, you guys might see that. Kid. We should play keg ball. Yes, we actually should. Um, So, look out for that on the Instagram feed. <laughs> Us peeking and playing keg ball. Leave us a five-star review on Apple and we and will do that. We need... <laughs> we need... Mm, 500 reviews reviews on five apple podcast to play keg ball and to live play, stream and live stream <laughs> with our friends yeah okay <laughs> we're creating goals and manifesting yeah things. we're manifesting that friends. there's that many listeners to do that for this podcast <laughs> okay so he um carlisle also encouraged players to, like think about this more strategically rather than like just the collectivism thing which of course like you know take something from africa <laughs> put your little stupid spin on it and make it and say it's yours you know right like um but he because they weren't athletic enough he was like you need to think about this differently and it's a to different be logistic. Right. yeah like you can't just fucking go after it you gotta think about it yeah because they had they didn't have the agility that the tribes did interesting um so this is all just happening in the uk and um at St. Mary's College in 1884. Okay. Um a man named Philip Ferguson comes from Yale and witnesses these people playing in like an open field. Okay. Um he's just and they're pay- playing all the time and he doesn't really get it. Um and he takes it back to Yale. So he like explains it all to people and he What is, is this? Sorry. What year is 1884. That? Wow. Okay. That's so, a long time ago. yeah. Um, which that's like two hundred years ago, right? Yeah, like it, <clears throat> like almost three hundred. Okay, but in my head, I was like, was Yale even founded then? But yeah, it yeah, probably. Because wasn't thinking, Oxford thinking, founded the same year the pyramids were finished or some shit? I like that's a crazy fact. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know if that's a fucking fact. <laughs> there's gonna be like 18 million comments that are like that is like stop spreading false rumors 
Like, we're going to get flagged for fake news. We have no idea if any of this information is, <laughs> is correct. correct. In any of these podcasts. Yeah, literally. We, we are be, not doctors. When we are reading these things, we are taking them off of online links. We are not doing extended research. Um, I have, like, I've tried to use trusted sources. I do too, but. <laughs> but also, I'm in it for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, me too. I'm right. Like I'm not writing a book, all right? It's a podcast. I do start every search off with really reading the Wikipedia page. Oh yeah, 100%. Like, just I to trust, get a background. Wikipedia is a reliable source on this podcast, in oh. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like Donate for the level Wikipedia. of research that we're doing. Yes. Um so, fuck you, academia. <laughs> <laughs> Education is business. <laughs> okay. Um so he is known. Whatever. I think it's 1884. If I'm maybe wrong about the date, that's maybe... A- Listen to the next episode and we'll update you. Yeah. God damn it. Let, let us know and we'll, we'll do a corrections <laughs> okay. corner. Um, so he's kind of known for making the sport what it is today. So it's gone three different places and the Fergie. sport is now... Yeah, Ferguson. Fergie. Yep. Ferguson. Fergie. Um, so, and it would get official rules in 1905. Wow. Okay. Like a rule up? Yes. So once the sports rules were standardized, it like really like spread like wildfire. Like it was, it could be played internationally because there were standardized rules. Oh wow! Um, it um colleges like St. Mary's and Yale come together every couple of years to play these big tournaments, honoring like what happened. Yeah, interesting. Um, so and then so this is in 1905 that like it kind of whatever it like started to spread really fast and they were like and every nate like playing it different places like german dodgeball or like playing it in india it's like called sikantati or slamming the hip oh and they play it with like someone's hip they play it with like um i think i read like leather also like leather balls and then in China, it's called Diu Shao Bao, which is played with a bag of sand. Just one bag of sand. And they just whip it at each other? Yeah. Is it like a bean bag? Or is it like <laughs> I don't know. a... Again. Like, you know one of those little bean bags? Or is it like a fucking <laughs> yeah. bag of sand? Like, do they have to work together to throw it? <laughs> it's like a fucking if body If you bag. have played this game, the Chinese version of this game, let, let us know. know. Or if you'd like to play. Or if you guys have any interesting ways that you play dodgeball. Or you play dodgeball. Or if you know what that thing is called where you have to hit it through the hoop. And you went to maybe my high school and can... can... <laughs> yeah, we played a thing called jailbreak dodgeball, but it was not that. That's that a different, another different one. Well, you like all of the people... So you're on different sides. Yep, wait. Then... We're going to get to jailbreak. Okay. We're, we're going to get to jailbreak. Because that was like what we usually played. And then we learned German dodgeball and we started playing that. Um, but German dodgeball is kind of like the Mario thing with the, um, with the balloons where you're all on your own team and they try to shoot your balloons That off. is, yeah, very similar. Or like the game Lightning in basketball where you yeah. shoot and then try to get each other out. And then oh, you yes. can play like. The from shooting from behind. That yeah. I loved that game. I was really fucking good at Lightning. Um, okay. We'll play Lightning someday. Okay. Another, if we get a thousand. <laughs> If we get a thousand we're gonna reviews, a, we're gonna a thousand a five star thing. reviews, we will play lightning <laughs> on live stream. Okay. And I will kick everyone's ass. I'm so good at lightning. Okay. So, um, and in Belgium and the Netherlands, there's a thing called 
Tussin Twee Varen or Between the Two Fires that's played in schools. Ooh. I know, kind of scary. Um, and then the Dodgeball film was released in um, oh, 2004. Which also... Okay, we're just gonna let you <laughs> type. It's fine. Um, which also increased the popularity of the sort. That's like made leagues and shit like that. Oh, Who's that? <laughs> that's our Frank Carlisle. Oh, that's the Yale guy. Yeah, Carlisle. I forgot that I did this. Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep the rules of elite dodgeball. Okay. Okay. So, in elite dodgeball, the court is fifty. Um, is. 50 feet by 25 feet. So, 50. Oh, yeah. 50. Wait, wait. Okay. Yeah. 25. Okay. Is that, like, big? Like, how big is that? It's, um, 50 by 25. (laughs) (laughs) But do you know what I'm saying? Like, how big is a basketball court? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. I don't think it's. How big is it? It's definitely, it's definitely smaller Smaller than than a basketball court. But it's, like, the same. How big, you know how big this room is. This is an 8 by 10 Okay, so... Yeah, so just imagine that. So, like, five of these rooms. And, so, I don't have the the picture of the court dimensions for this, but uh, tournaments with that are official, and I do that in quotations, that are held at trampoline parks don't have a neutral zone, because this neutral zone here... Yeah. Um, right in the middle, you can't throw inside that, technically. You can't, That's crazy. You can't I never throw... I a neutral zone. Yeah, so you can't throw within five feet of the middle where they set the balls. You know, like where... Yeah, yeah. You can't throw f- five from that line five feet back into your side. Right. And So anybody that's playing with you like that is a fucking bitch. <laughs> okay? Yeah, we've all been playing wrong. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you can't have that kid that runs faster than any All the way else. up to the fucking thing and just bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Pick up two balls and literally yeah, whip, whip them as fast as he can at two That's kids. the strategy. From if the you line. you had the fastest kid on your team, you knew you were getting an early lead. Yeah, or the kids that ran as fast as they could and just grabbed As many. All, and, yeah, and, and they, like, threw just threw them, them behind. That you can That do. you still can do, and I bet people do it. Yes. That's a good strat. Yes. All right. So, there, it's 40 minutes long total. There's two 20-minute halves, which where they pay, play as many sets as possible. Oh, shit. So okay. they play as much dodgeball as they possibly can. In 40 minutes, basically. Yes. So they have to get wow. everyone out. There's no jail. Like, you don't go back yeah. in. Like Even if you, you catch a ball, you can't bring nope. someone. Because that's how they play it. No, you're out if you catch a ball. What? Yeah. I thought if you... I've always played if you caught a ball, someone from, the, from your team can come back in. No. That's how they play it in the movie. I know. How, did you always play like that? Yeah. Okay. But um, not an official dodgeball. Like, yeah. if we joined a dodgeball league, we would not be able to fucking... Yeah, that's what the, this thing said. Do that. Um, Interesting. So, a game's called a set until everyone's out. Um, and you switch sides at halftime. Okay. Um, and then there are sets, as many sets as you can get in 20 minutes. Okay, so technically... Uh, so... The ball. We were talking about the ball. Yeah. Um... There's actually no standard ball that in like the dodgeball rule book. What? Yeah, so that's crazy. They could have like those like those big thick rubbery ones. Yeah, that you imagine from like recess and the movie dodgeball yeah. and everything. Um but 
usually, um, typically in the USA, they play with a foam ball. Like yeah, how we do like it. tiny foam balls. Yeah. They I have like that. Those are cool, but I feel like they should be bigger. Yeah, I agree. That's but, my complaint. <laughs> that's my review. <laughs> yeah. That's my Sid's review. Sid's reviews, they should be bigger balls. <laughs> the, Shout out to Nicki Minaj. Anyway. <laughs> the world championships also plan on including a cloth ball. What the fuck is a cloth ball? I know. I don't really know. It's more, it's like tighter wound, I think. So it's heavier because cloth is heavier than foam. Um, I feel like I'm imagining something, but I don't, I can't describe what I'm imagining. I think I'm imagining, you know, when you like go to the state fair, this is so fucking stupid. And you (laughs) win, like they have those big balls that you can with like the velvet on top. No. Like if you went play like a game usually it's like a, the basketball shooting game they're like big basketballs but they have like velvet no dude outer layer. <laughs> they're like are oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah they're yeah. full of air yeah that's what that's, i'm imagining no 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 not that <laughs> but not as big not as big no okay well i don't know i don't know about. i don't know we'll figure it out we'll send it we'll send it <laughs> we'll in put email. it into the get our email media. list <laughs> get our email list <laughs> okay so, a ball is in play from the moment it leaves a player's hand to the moment it hits the floor or the ceiling. Okay. That's called live. And then it's called dead when it hits the floor or the ceiling. Yeah. Um, you get hit by a live ball anywhere on your body, you're out. You're out. Um, you can block a throw with a ball. I also love that technique. You need two <laughs> balls in your hand at all times. I would, and then I would run around, and I would go run next to a ball, and then I would throw one ball and pick up the second ball. Yeah. That's the strat. Or if one was coming at you fast, like fucking fast. Yeah, and you'd, you'd have throw to throw another ball yeah, at it. Yeah, yes. Or, <laughs> or you'd throw another ball at it, and everyone would be like, oh. <laughs> or you'd drop one ball and put the other one out. You know? Yeah, or you would have one ball in your hand. You had to have two balls in your hand, and this is where you play where if you caught it, the other person was out, and you get to bring a teammate back and in. And you went. And you, you either took the two balls and caught the third <laughs> ball in it, or you quickly dropped from the balls and caught the <laughs> ball coming at you with one hand. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have chills thinking we about gotta it. We gotta play. <laughs> oh, my God. We gotta, like, rent an elementary school gym. Like, hot. I want it to be hot. I want it to be muggy. I want it to smell like wood. I want it to... Yeah, I'm going to wear shorts. Smell a little like black mold. I want it... I'm, I'm going to wear those little shorts. Like cloth shorts? Like little like kids Sophie do? shorts. Yes, like Sophie shorts. And then I'm going to wear like longer a, socks. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to wear like a wife beater tank top. You can't say that. <laughs> what are they called? They're called wife beaters. <laughs> okay, we'll bleep that. Um, You know those tank tops with the thick straps? Yeah. That's what I'm going to wear. I'm going to wear a, a sweatband. Or a t-shirt that I tie up with a ponytail and tuck it underneath so yeah, it looks and, like a crop top. Or in the back. Yeah, you just have it in the back. Or <laughs> yeah. on the side. Like yes. hanging down. Yes. I think with the a cami underneath. Yes. Yes. All pulled all the way down. Yeah. A weird colored, yes. colored cami. Yes. Okay. So if you catch a ball, the thrower is out. If you drop the ball that you're blocking right. with. If you, okay. So if you catch the ball, the thrower, thrower is, is out. out. You said if you caught the ball, the person is out, I thought. But that's not what happens. That's why I was confused. Oh, sorry. So if you drop the ball, the thrower is out, but you don't get to bring someone back in. No, right. Okay, but that's how we played. Yes. Okay, so ball retrievers. On every team, 
apparently they're supposed to be ball retrievers. Literally never okay. played like that. No, me either. Okay. So, um, each team has a couple of people called ball retrievers that are the only ones that can go outside of the court dimensions to, get um, balls. to get balls. Uh, every other player has to stay in the, within the lines or they, they risk being called out. Okay. And that's, I burnt my hair off. What? I burnt some of my hair off. <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> I was touching it. I was like, wow, this feels really weird. How did you burn that? On what? A lighter. Oh, the lighter. Um, okay. Wow, kids. I was joking about that earlier, and Emily actually did it. Yeah, that was an accident. I had <laughs> this tiny little thing. She literally just, like, had this little piece of, like, a baby hair almost, <laughs> like, sticking out of her head, and she, like, pulled out it, and it just, like, fell off. God. Okay. Um, so, when you're out, you go to something that's called jail, which is behind that 20 feet. Yeah. 25 feet of court. Okay. Um, in elite games, there's no way to get back in because then, like, really good players would just, like, get you back in and then you'd play forever. Right. There would um, be no end. Well, and they want you to play as many sets as you possibly can. Like, they in want it to be, like, 14 to 2 or, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, in every half. And so, the fun rules, though, that you can play, this, like, some of them that were on the Wikipedia page, um, are no lines. So, that kind of sounds like um what they were playing in England. Okay. Um but that that's like you can go anywhere with um because there's not enough players on each side. Um or like dodging the ball is getting easy. So like if if there was like two on one side why are you laughing? <laughs> I, <laughs> honestly I'm just thinking about what, under the influence we were earlier. Oh my god. Well you can't you were staring at my mouth. <laughs> Just starting to smirk. It was so weird. It was freaky. Yes. But that was so funny. Anyway. Okay, so the fun, or they can call it like in the middle of the game. It can be like no lines. Oh, and and you can just switch it out. Yeah. I like that like chaos element. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Like I love just switching all the rules of the entire game right in the middle. Yeah, Oh my God, can you imagine that? Yeah. You'd be like, no lines, you'd be like, German, you'd be like, jailhouse, and then you just have to fucking form yeah. teams and go. So, in, on the Wikipedia page, it's called jail bail, not jail break. Oh, okay. But people from the jail can come back into the game. They have to, Catch like, ball. yeah, somebody I'm in the team. In, in, <laughs> I know the rules. The people at home don't, though. Okay, so, somebody on your team has to catch a ball. Yeah. Um, or if they capture a dead ball that goes into the jail. Yeah. And they hit someone from oh, jail. What? I've never played like that. Yeah. So if they can hit somebody from 30 feet away. They can come back in. Yeah. Does the whole team get to come back in or no. just them? I played, is this how you played that you would talk, like someone on your own team would toss you a ball. Like all the way from the back all the way to the back, and then if somebody caught a ball inside the jail, they could, the whole team would, everyone in the jail would get Oh, out. because your jail was behind the opposing? Was, yeah, it was behind the opposing team. So every time you got out, you would run across the whole court to the back of the other team's back. Right. And that was your jail. And so then 
your team would throw you balls over the other opposing team's side into the jail yes. in the back. Yes, I played that in middle school, yes. And if you caught a ball, that was the fucking coolest feeling in the world. Like, you would just catch a ball and then you'd start jogging back and everyone yeah. would be like, oh my Actually, god, Actually, that is what the third one says. It says okay. you catch a, um, or you catch a ball that your teammate throws to you. Yeah, from... that's how we always play. Yeah. Okay, so headshots. Some people play, um, that headshots are just regular hits. Okay. Like, you get hit anywhere on your body, you're yeah. fucking out. Some people play, um, where... These result in the thrower being out. Like, you have to aim better. So you're out. Oh, we always just played that they didn't count. It would be like, you hit me in the head. Yeah, or that. Wow, so many rules. I know, really. Dodgeball is serious. Okay, so last but certainly not least, the biggest dodgeball game ever. So this is the, what's on your screen. Okay. So How many people do you think that is? I mean, those pictures do not do justice at all. But, like, okay, if you those could, pictures... No, 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 no. Don't use those okay. pictures as a guide. If you could guess, like... The world record for the biggest dodgeball like game. Like 6,000 people. Oh my god, yeah. What? Yeah. I did not know that at all. That was a guess. 6,084. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, according to Guinness uh, Book of World Records, the world's largest dodgeball game was played um, in Irvine, California okay. on the 25th of September in uh, 2012. <sighs> Sorry. Um, it's so late. It's literally 11 p.m. I know. We still, okay, everyone, this is a behind the scenes info, but we're having a party at our house party. We still have to make jello shots. It's okay. It's okay. We'll be fine. But yeah, okay. Keep listening to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, we gotta hurry it up. Yeah. Okay, so it was played by 6,000 people. Like, the previous ones had been like 4,000 people. And, but like, at first, that'd be so fucking easy. Right, you're just, you're just, like, digging people out. Yeah, like, every single ball you throw is going to hit someone. Right. Or multiple people. what if you people. get hit? You go to jail. They play as many sets as they can. Right, but, like, it also, what I'm saying is, is it would be very easy to hit people, but it's also probably pretty easy to get hit. Right. Can you imagine being the last guy on your side? There's 3,000 people on your team. That's right. That's crazy. Yes. And, like, the, the ones before that was, like, 4,000. So do like, you put all your good people in the back, or, like, what's the strategy there? I don't know what you would do. I mean, at the end of the game, like, there is just one person against one person. Right. So you gotta save your good people for that. Well, I think either way you're gonna save your good people. And you would want to be in the back, but... Right, I, I'd be like, I'm gonna get in the back. I think that this game was a little performative either way. Right, it was just to break the record, but... Yeah. And these people in the orange in the middle, I think, are the ball retrievers. Okay. Wow. So they, they did it, like, twice? Like this is two different events. Um, or is this just a bad picture quality? The colors are just completely different. In yeah, yeah. I think this one is um, a different try. Okay, I believe. That's crazy. See, though, they're playing with like phone. It's like foam balls. Okay. Um, so it was organized by the national, wait, the NLA Sports. Okay. I don't want to. I'm just, I was about to just make something up for the NLA. National Dodgeball. <laughs> no, yeah. The National NLA... Lacrosse Association? Yep, that. No, NLA Sports into the yellow and blue team. Okay. So, like, over 3,000 on each side. Yeah, that's And crazy. the blue team eventually beat the yellow team. 
Wow. That would be so fun. Yeah. You were, it's very performative. You're just there to like, to break the record. fact that you're breaking your record and going to be in the Guinness World Record right. book. But like, it's not actually to play a game of dodgeball, but it's so fun. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Wow. And that's dodgeball. Wow. Okay. That was very interesting. I didn't <laughs> know all that information. It also was like a little memory lane moment. I know. Like, when was the last time you played dodgeball? I literally was probably in middle school the last time I played dodgeball. I think. Because I, I don't think I ever played it in high school. I don't remember if we did or not. I don't think we ever did. I don't have any memory of that. Some, I have a memory playing it in middle school. I can have a memory playing it in elementary school. I don't think we played it in Sometimes, Sometimes I think. I bleed together like my first couple years of high school and my eighth grade year of middle school. Oh, interesting. My school is completely different. So it's like very easy for me to tell. Yeah. Like when I picture it, like I'm just picturing like actually like being on the court. Yeah. And I don't remember <laughs> I'm being telling on the basketball court in, that, in high school. That game where we had to throw it into the hoops. Hoop? Yeah. So fun. No, I played that too. That is really fun. Yes. We are going to, we are going to rent a fucking elementary school gym. Gym and play dodgeball. Yeah. With all of our friends. Maybe on my twenty-fifth. <coughs> oh my god, we're ancient. <laughs> Birthday. Um, okay. Well. Well, friends. You learned a little bit. I did. You learned a little bit. I learned quite a bit. Quite a bit. Did you guys learn anything? Let Tell us, us know. Follow um, us on all the socials. Yeah. Go to the Instagram and the blog to see the images from today's episode. Follow us on Twitter. Do you want chopstick merch? Do you want to see us play dodgeball or kickball? Or fuck, 2,000 likes, we'll rent laser tag. We'll go laser tagging. <laughs> I will go to a trampoline park. Oh, fuck, we got... Okay, but that would be, like, sad to watch us. Yeah. Bouncing. Like, it would be, like, fun for five minutes. I, and then you would see how out of shape I am. And I really sad. hurt my back last time I went to trampoline park. Yeah, but we'll do laser tag. <laughs> Yeah, we will do laser we'll, tag. We'll, like, have a laser tag. We'll, like, rent it for, like, a birthday party or something. Jesus Christ. We have a lot 2000. of 2,000. 2,000. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. Okay. okay. Anyways. This is, it's so late and we still have so much to do, so. So we love we you guys. Go. Good night. If you're listening to this at night, don't go to sleep in your car. If you're listening to this <laughs> in the car, also good morning and have a good day. Please don't go to sleep Okay, in we your gotta car. go. Bye. Bye.